very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, or your truth journey brought you here, welcome home. And to listen to tonight's full interview and hundreds of other hours of great interviews, just go to VeritasRadio.com and subscribe. Give yourself the gift of truth. And if you want to be a guest, or a whistleblower, or simply you want to contact me, just use the contact button of our website. I'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to also visit sanitasradio.com to listen to other great interviews. It's your life. Take control. And today we go around the world to discuss one of my favorite topics, geopolitics, with one of my favorite geopolitical experts of our time and a veteran of this radio program. Tonight's special guest is William Engdahl, a strategic risk consultant and lecturer. He holds a degree in politics from Princeton University and is a best-selling author on oil and geopolitics, exclusively for the online magazine and New Eastern Outlook. He is the author of many books. And to learn more about William Engdahl, visit his website at williamengdahl.com, which is also linked at ours. And by the way, I have all of his books. And if you are somebody like me who likes to know about geopolitics, you must have his books in your library. And directly from Frankfurt, Germany, I would like to welcome William Engdahl. Hello, William, and welcome back to Veritas. Thank you, Mel. I want to really go around the world for the next two hours and discuss your most recent articles. But let's begin with the one that caught my attention recently. It's titled, Russia Saves the World from a One-World Dictatorship of Bankers and the military. You begin with, quote, something remarkable is taking place in Russia and is quite different from what we might expect. Rather than feel humiliated and depressed, Russia is undergoing what I would call a kind of renaissance, a rebirth as a nation, unquote. Why doesn't the Western media talk about this renaissance and simply portrays Putin as the new enemy, when in fact he's the one rescuing his country from the ashes, if you will? The reason that Russia is being demonized uh, and China will be very quickly on the heels of that demonization from Washington, from the neoconservatives, from the military industrial complex, from Wall Street, uh, you name it, the think tanks that feed that, that uh, hate. The reason is that Russia today represents one of the strongest magnetic poles for potential peace in the world in combination with China, in combination with the BRICS countries, Brazil, Russia, India, 
China and South Africa in combination with the Shanghai Organization countries, which was started some years ago between China, Russia, Uzbekistan, uh, Kazakhstan, and Central Asian republics, and uh, the Eurasian Economic Union, which Russia is uh, forming together with Belarus and Kazakhstan and Armenia and several other candidate members. And what what is happening is that power is slipping from what I call the American oligarchs. You know, we talk in the Western media for about 20 years about the Russian oligarchs. And nobody talks about the reality staring us right in the face. America has oligarchs. And these bloody oligarchs, and they are really bloody, uh, the Bill Gateses, the Warren Buffetts, the George Soroses, the David Rockefellers, the Ted Turners, and so forth, uh, they have essentially usurped the powers that were established uh, in the separation of powers in the American Constitution after 9-11 when George W. Bush and Dick Cheney were uh, running the show in Washington or having uh, pretending they were running the show. Uh, the country underwent kind of a coup d'etat from these oligarchs, and suddenly we had no more de facto Bill of Rights uh, worth a darn anymore in our constitutional guarantees of freedom of speech, of freedom from unwarranted search and seizure, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Terrorism justified everything, just as the national security justified everything during the Cold War against the Soviet Union. The power is slipping from these American oligarchs everywhere you look. Russia and China are beginning to talk about multi-billion dollar energy deals, pipelines connecting their two vast countries. They're building uh, credit rating agencies to end run the corrupt Wall Street, Moody's, Standard & Poor's, uh, Fitch's uh, monopoly on global credit ratings of nations and others. And they're diverting their uh, currency tra transactions from the dollar. They're de-dollarizing because as long as the dollar is the support system of world trade in the world economy, uh, the U.S. Treasury, the Federal Reserve, has the power to destroy the economies of the entire world, which is what they're trying pretty hard to do. So Russia and China have begun collaborating in a way that uh, the American oligarchs are terrified of. They're, they're, they're actually, I think, in reality, a, a quite insecure lot of, of, of characters. Uh, despite all their self-assurances that they're the gods of, of the world or gods of money or whatever. And uh, nations are making their own arrangements independent of Washington, things that weren't supposed to happen. 20 years ago, no one dared to do that. Well, now uh, whole sections of the world are daring to do that. The Arab Spring, which was created by the CIA and the U.S. State Department, and so forth back in 2010, 2011, 2012. And so that was launched by Washington because Gaddafi in Libya, Ben Ali in Tunisia, Mubarak in Egypt uh, were beginning to build an Islamic central bank that would have a gold-backed dinar or gold-backed currency, which was not the dollar, that would facilitate the vast trade of these oil-rich countries and, and uh, commodity-rich countries. 
among each other without the dollar controlling them. And that could not be allowed to happen. If the vast monies of, uh, of the Gulf oil producing states, of uh, Libya and so forth, got out of the control of New York banks and, and London banks, uh, they deemed that a catastrophe that couldn't be allowed to happen. So what did they do? They just bombed Libya to the Stone Age. This was Hillary Clinton's wonderful gift uh, mm-hmm. to world peace right. and so forth. So Russia, Russia is the only power on the face of the earth that has the military means to checkmate the power of the Pentagon. China doesn't yet have that. They know that. And uh, China and Russia in combination are simply uh, blocking this David Rockefeller's uh, term, one world government or a new world order, as he calls it. So they're creating a synergy. In what sense? In what sense? China does not have the military yet. However, they surpass well, China and Russia. Yes, yes. Russia yes. does, but the, yeah. China has the GDP now to do that. Yeah, yeah. China has the uh, the GDP, the economic means. China is the greatest builder on the face of the earth today, like uh, America was in the uh, period around the time of, of the First World War, or just before when we were building Trans-Pacific Railways and infrastructure and uh, the emergence in the 1920s and 30s of the electric power grid, the hydroelectric projects. Well, China is doing all of that, and they are the world leader in building high-speed rail lines. So now they're hooking up with the Russian state railway system, talking about a rail link going from Vladivostok and Peking all the way to Rotterdam in Holland in, in Europe. And that would cut time off of the ocean freight uh, trade from from China to Europe uh, vastly, and cut the uh, co- the cost of, of essentially doing business. So infrastructure is the key, not free markets. Infrastructure is the key to making man-made markets. The person who came up with this term "free markets" is a raving idiot. I don't care who it was, if it was Milton Friedman or Margaret Thatcher or Ronald Reagan. There is no such thing as a free market, like there's no such thing as a vacuum in nature. Nature, of course, is a vacuum. Markets are man-made, and the Chinese are making the markets, and the Russians, they have the raw materials, the natural gas. They also have the most sophisticated military designs in the world today. They're, They're beyond... Uh, you know, the Pentagon talks about its F-35 from Lockheed Martin, the uh, all-service uh, fighter jet. The thing is a catastrophe that will cost American taxpayers an estimated $1.5 trillion, and the darn thing doesn't work. Russian uh, fighter jets can run circles around this and have, and uh, because it's one size fits all for the Marines, for the Army, for the Air Force, and so forth, It's one of these planes by committee projects. It's a complete disaster. But the military industry doesn't care as long as they get the taxpayer money to to play with. And that's that's the kind of morality that uh, has taken over Washington in the last, I would say, the last 35, 40 years. It's gotten quite, quite, quite bad. And many of us Americans feel bad about our country, feel bad about ourselves. We try to block it out by making wars everywhere, some of us. And I think we are, it's time we wake up and really look at ourselves and say, what are we doing in the world? What are we letting these people in Washington do to us? 
the war on terror or the war for terror, as they call it. But China has about, what, $1.28 trillion in, in U.S. holdings debt, which has gone down recently. But if and when we start demonizing China, hypocritically, I mean, we have the, the biggest communist country in the world lending the biggest capitalist country in the world. <laughs> but when we start demonizing China, like we're demonizing Russia, couldn't yeah. they just cash out? And wouldn't this be an act of war? They could just cash out. I don't think they will because the Chinese are, they come out of a Confucian culture. I've been to China many times over the last years and talked with many, many, many Chinese academics, with the military people, with government people. And they're very, very cautious thinking step by step ahead and uh, don't like to act rashly. So they know, know what the knock-on effects will be. So I don't see it likely that they're going to, uh, in one sudden blow, dump $1.3 trillion of U.S. treasuries. They are thinking in terms of asymmetrical warfare, and they know that the Asia pivot of Obama, uh, although it's been on, on ice for the last two years because of the need to focus on Russia, the Asia pivot is directed against China uh, completely, the shifting of American military might from the Middle East to Asia over the next several years. And that means uh, they're going to start the Putin treatment on, on China very, very soon. And the Chinese, I think, are aware of this. Will we ever see Japan rise again as a military power because of all of this? Japan is a mess. Uh, if you go back to the Plaza Hotel accord uh, on the dollar yen back in the 80s uh, when James Baker uh, was treasury secretary and got the uh, uh, essentially put the pistol to the head of the, the Japanese government and Japanese central bank and uh, at that point Japan destroyed its economy on orders of Washington and it's been destroyed ever since so Japan, in that sense, today under Abe is an occupied uh, country. The Abe mafia was put in place by the U.S. after World War II, the LDP party, the Liberal Democratic Party. And uh, they're connected with all the worst people in Washington, the neoconservatives, uh, you know, the, the, the war makers. Whether Japan will arm itself, I think there's a growing faction within the Japanese institutions that is opposed to Abe and his populist, uh, you know, nationalist uh, jingoism. And I don't, e even if they were to, to decide to change the Constitution tomorrow, it would take decades for them to come to a point where they would be a threat to uh, world peace. But uh, it's the idea is to get a string of pearls surrounding China, Japan, the Philippines, Australia, uh, Indonesia, uh, Myanmar or Burma, if, if they can manage that. Which Malaysia. Malaysia and so forth. And Vietnam. And it's not working. It's not working. The AIIB, this Asian Infrastructure Investment Bank that China came up with back last October, now suddenly everybody and their uncle, except for the United States and Japan, interesting, Germany, France, UK, all of Asia uh, want to be a member of this Chinese infrastructure bank. 
because they want to. They have a huge infrastructure deficit uh, if they're going to modernize their economies over the next 20, 30 years. And this is a vehicle, as they see it, to do that. So I think this is the way that nations cooperate and have peaceful, peaceful relations through economic ties and not through uh, saber rattling and wars and shooting at each other over islands in the in the uh, South China Sea and whatnot. Now, Malaysia, let me just take a, a quick look at Malaysia for a moment. Two planes get lost in a span of just a few months. Now, a hel- helicopter carrying high-ranking Malaysian officials, including the former ambassador to the U.S., crashes. Are we trying to send Malaysia a message here, William? I think it's broader than that. I've uh, the helicopter details, I'm not uh, not up to speed on, but the uh, I think the idea is some very bad people, and uh, we can speculate which nation's intelligence agency with three-letter acronym might be behind this and has the power to simply reroute airplanes in midair and bring them wherever they want them. Uh, I think they want to terrify us, us human beings, that uh, that could happen anywhere at any time. It could happen in a mountain in, in France on the way back from a holiday. Uh, in Spain. In Spain, rather. Right. Well, no, in France, and way back from Barcelona to right, Germany. Exactly. Uh, it can happen uh, in Ukraine, uh, you know, from Holland to uh, on the way to uh, Russia or to Malaysia, rather. Uh, and so by repeating the Malaysian airline, you you underscore the message. Now, I don't think it's particularly aimed at Malaysia. I think it's aimed at us to make us really scared to connect up with other people in the world. Well, couldn't the same thing be said about 9-11? If they had the technology to pulverize those towers... Basically saying, you don't do what we say. Whoever's behind the scenes, we can do it to anybody at any time. Well, that created a lot of fear in the world, certainly in American populations. Created so much fear that the Congress rubber-stamped the tearing up of the American Constitution, one of yeah. the finest uh, documents that the, the mind of man has come up with for government. So, uh, you know, we reacted as a nation in fear irrational fear, and that's never a good uh, cause to make dramatic decisions. Well, but the more a population is in fear, the more money somebody makes, call them defense contractors, military. Now, how do you compare today's Russia with the Russia you visited back in 1994 when you were invited by an economics think tank? It's a different country. 94, there were Mercedes 600 limousines speeding down the eight-lane boulevards in downtown Moscow with no license plates, with darkened windows. And I asked my uh, taxi driver, a simple Russian, what is that all about? I Lawless. Thought, I'm diplomatic. And he just put his finger and said, bang, bang, mafia, mafia, mafia. And it was a lawless society. Yeltsin and his family were just stealing everything that wasn't bolted down. And uh, many things that were bolted down. Uh, they were doing that with the connivance of the Clinton administration, with, with uh, Al Gore and Sharon Amirden and uh, uh, Jeffrey Sachs, the whole Harvard shock. 
Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.